Savannah, and I'm so excited to be joining Mallory on Those Other Girls podcast. I think I've listened to this podcast since pretty much its beginning, I guess. Maybe not maybe not exactly the beginning, but I've been listening to Those Other Girls for a while now. It was one of the first podcasts I ever started listening to, so <laughs> Mallory. I'm so honored. You have no idea. That really means a lot. Wow. So I'm so excited to be on here and to be talking with you, Mallory, and just um, in January, I actually started my own podcast, which is kind of similar to the Those Other Girls podcast, but a, a little bit of a twist on it. My demographic is more high school girls, and my podcast is called Classy Chicks Podcast. And I started this podcast because when I was in high school, um, I was trying to live, you know, in a Christian way, in an in a upright way, but I didn't really see anyone. I mean, obviously, I saw some people I could look up to, but I didn't see anyone that I could look up to that looked like they were living a fun life. It kind of all just looked a little bit, mm -hmm. a little bit drab and dreary and just kind of like, we have to live this way because we're Christians, but we don't really like it. So I decided, so th throughout my high school years, I was like, I really want to find someone like that. And I didn't really find anyone like that. Those other girls podcast definitely helped me. And through the years, I found more people like that. But I wanted to start a podcast to kind of show high schoolers that you can live an amazing Catholic Christian life, but also have a ton of fun. Like they're, they're not contradictory to each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I started my podcast. I started it with a friend, Hope Miller. She, we grew up in the same area and we both work in the pro-life movement, but then she got, she got really busy with some other things and she's doing, she's now working for Abby Johnson. So I branched off on my own Ooh, and, good for her. Yeah. and, um, now I've been interviewing other young women that I've met, that I've seen who are living an amazing life. So um, what I do is I work full-time in the pro-life movement. So currently I'm in a bit of a transi transitionary period. I did communications for Illinois Right to Life for a few years, and I'm transitioning out of that role to work for Pro-Life Global. And then I'm also interning for live action. And on a side, I write for a fashion brand, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about because of course. both Mel Mallory and I are wearing one of their pieces right now. I write for Culture of Life Fashion, which is a pro-life fashion brand. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Um, first of all, also too, I love the name Classy Chicks. I think that's so Thank cute. You. And I love your branding. I think it's cute. And it's off the chic. It's not really like in your face or like raunchy or like too, I don't know, annoyingly. Everybody knows what I mean. Uh, <laughs> it's really cute. You guys definitely should check it out. Um, she has great guests on and I, I love what you're doing. Um, and it honestly makes me feel really happy that you listened to Those Are the Girls before. And I don't, you know, I don't want to say like I influenced you to make a podcast, but I do like that after you heard it, you did make a podcast. Um, I won't take credit for that, but I like that because well, that's one of the. Yeah, oh, no, I mean, I mean, to butt in a little bit there, seeing those other girls, seeing, um, you know, other people do it kind of made me realize that, you know, we need more people who are yes. living this way to speak out about it. It's like, I know there are a lot of people living this way, but there's a, it's a lot of, um, there's a lot of privacy and while privacy is good, obviously in some aspects, I think we need to be public about the way we're living because we're at like a turning point in our culture, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. Yeah. Um, and well, that really warms my heart and that makes me, it 
makes me also remember that the reason why the podcast was started, like I, that's what I want. I want other girl, other girls to feel empowered to do their own podcast, feel empowered to speak up. And that just is so like, that's my heart behind the whole thing. So I started other girls. Those are the girls in 2020. I had, um, it was my friend. She was my co-host with me. Things happened and she had to leave. Then I got another co-host. Things happened and she had to leave. One day I'll share their stories because I mean, you know, I don't want to put them on blast or anything like that, but like part of, um, part of the reason why they had to leave has a little bit, and I'm sure you can make your assumptions. And if you messaged me and wanted to know, I'd, I'd tell you, but part of the reason they had to leave is just because of the culture, because of the culture mm-hmm. and because of what we are talking about and standing up for. So realistically, uh, sorry, realistically, this is controversial we are in the middle of controversy the things that we talk about on both of our shows um but we're speaking truths so um yeah sorry so back to those of the girls um so and then um the whole purpose is to talk about life relationships career uh and pop culture from a christian conservative perspective and we have two main goals number one is to provide an alternative in the pop culture trendy space so for example we will talk about what's going on with um demi lovato but you know we'll just refer to demi lovato or we'll just say she which even though now I think she says we can say she, but we'll talk about it from that perspective and not necessarily from the perspective of like, yeah, she's, um, she's fine and perfect. Everything's fine the way it is, but you know what, actually there's something deeper than this. Let's discuss like, how did we get here type of, um, deal. But then we'll also talk about, so we'll talk about that aspect, but then we also talk about things like, like abortion. Um, right. Our idea or goal is to speak truth into the situation. You're going to listen to your favorite, I'll do a perfect example. We're actually going to be, I can say this now that like it's confirmed. We're going to be adding a completely, um, to those other girls brand, a completely different true crime podcast. Part of the reason why. So that's exciting. um, Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Myself and the um, other girl who'll be doing it with me. We both really enjoy true crime. Um, not like in a creepy way, but just like, okay, I like to know, okay, this person's missing. Let's see. It's just very interesting to me. Um, <laughs> when I say it out loud, I'm like, okay, it does kind of sound weird. But I mean, well, true crime is very popular. Coming up on a perfect time to talk about true crime because we're almost in October and spooky season. Right. <laughs> right. So like it is, so it's going actually it's coming out in October. <laughs> um, so we're doing a separate show and there is two incredibly popular true crime podcasts that, I mean, for example, the best example is when Roe v. Wade happened. They posted they're going to donate all of their proceeds that this is a terrible thing to women this is blah 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 so you're going to hear us and i don't necessarily want the podcast to be political that's not the goal but the goal is just to tell the story to um elevate victims to help people who are um who help people get found found that are missing to bring some closure to families things like that like that's the purpose of the podcast so we're going to stick with that you're not going to hear you know five minute rant over how this person was a republican so of course they committed this crime which is unfortunately what's in a lot of the popular it's awful it's a true crime podcast but they're they're a little bit scary to me but i can imagine that you know like so many other brands, like so many other companies, when Roe v. Wade happened, they took that opportunity to take a stand for what they believe in. But we kind of saw we kind of saw a lot of brands taking the side of uh, the abortion industry, the side of yes. millions of dollars of money, and we 
I think as a conservative, as a Christian conservative movement, we have done a good job so far kind of um, pushing back and kind of giving the other side with all these new conservative brands that are emerging, which is really cool to me. Yes. Yeah. And that's another, just another side note. That's another thing that those are the girls wants to do as well is to help elevate these other brands. Because at the end of the day, for example, like I said, with that podcast, just back to that podcast for a second, um, sometimes you just want to hear um, a story without having the two minute commentary on your personal belief. So like, that's what we want to do. We want to be in these spaces, but not have these same beliefs and just to give people an alternative. Because right. after a while, you know, it gets kind of annoying hearing about how Christians are this and Republicans are this. And um, so into the brands, I think we're doing fantastic. I love seeing all these new brands that are coming out that are supporting our values, because that's another thing that I think we kind of um, needed to improve on is just in general, supporting brands and companies and people that support our values. I'm not saying to necessarily cancel, have cancel culture. I was thinking about that with the events that happened this weekend. Um, like how far, like what do brand, what responsibility do brands and people have to support their values? But I will say this, like I want to put my money towards something that supports, that I know is not going to be directly funding Planned Parenthood. Right. Now I'm not perfect. I might stop at Starbucks if it's the only That's thing. That's what I was just going to say. That's what I was just going to say. It's and I yeah. Think sometimes, um, sometimes we. I've been okay. So I, let let me start with this. I go to Starbucks all the time, probably more than I should. But if there was a company that was, you know, like I believe it's called North Arrow, right? They're the co they're the pro life coffee. Brand. I have no idea. They have coffee shops? I know we have Seven Weeks Coffee. Seven weeks. We've had them on. Listen to the episode. I could be wrong. There could be. But seven, and that's what I love. There's starting to be more. Go ahead. But for example, <laughs> if there was a seven weeks coffee shop in my town, I would love to go there, right? If there are mm -hmm, alternatives, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. we should take those alternatives. For example, um, I love shopping at Target. Target's like one of my favorite places to go just to walk around, just to, you know, just be there. I just, it's a lovely experience. It's a I get experience, it. But they've <laughs> been so outspoken in their support of Planned Parenthood. I believe they even... Um, them along with many other brands and companies have said they will uh, fund their partially fund their employees' abortions. And when you have when you have brands such as Culture of Life Fashion, who are a pro-life fashion brand, I mean you you can order from them online, right? Why wouldn't you use your money to support those companies instead of companies that are exactly doing what you are trying to prevent? So I think when and we have the option, we should definitely do that. But I don't also think that we should criticize people for um, for going to Starbucks, right? When there's no other option. What do you I, do? I agree completely. I think it's a matter of just swapping when you can. Right. I think perfect example is culture of life. I really like, I'm, please no one murder me for this. <laughs> I'm going to admit, I really like Shein. Okay. Oh no. They have, <laughs> That's kind of they <laughs> <laughs> please do not cancel me. Um they have really cute clothes. At this current moment, I'm a plus size girly. They have really cute clothes and I they come, I mean, you know, you wash them twice, you can never wear them again, but they're cute, yeah. they're cute in pictures. Um but I recognize that that's not the best place for various <laughs> reasons. Um so when I can, I'll do culture of life. It's about swapping when you can. Right. It's about sometimes making a sacrifice um, if you're able to. But if you can't, I think, and also too, I want people listening, like 
perfect example is Disney. I know a lot. I actually had a couple of people reaching out to me like, I can't not go to Disney. We already bought tickets for X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Girl, if you already bought the tickets, go ahead and go. They already have your money. It's okay. It is okay. Have the conversation if you need to. Um, And also, too, I read somewhere that you not going to Disney isn't what's going to make the difference. What's going to make the difference is um, you talking to the people, the shareholders, you talking to the people who Mm -hmm. are putting the who actually have the bigger stake. So if you already, you know, if you already bought the tickets, then, you know, don't fret. If you can, you know, return the tickets and get your money back and you feel convicted on that, go for it. That's fine. And also, I don't want you, yeah. Yeah, I, I would just add also be a witness. Like if you're going to go to Disney, wear, wear a 1972 sweatshirt. Well, maybe not a sweatshirt. Yeah. Really well, but, um, like a t-shirt. <laughs> wear, wear some sort of, um, pro-life apparel that'll be a conversation starter because you know people are going to ask use that as an opportunity to help change the culture like we're talking about. There's there's multiple ways. And I think this is this is something we really need to work on in the conservative movement and in the pro-life mm-hmm. movement. There's so many ways to make a difference. And there are so many mm-hmm. different different people, different kinds of people, different personalities that I think if we all just kind of come together and be like, what what are your strengths? What are your strengths? What are you gonna do? Instead of mm-hmm. criticizing what different people are doing i think we're going to be a lot more effective in changing the culture i think the starbucks thing you said is the perfect example and then we probably should move to a different topic but i can talk about this topic all the time this is just because i for culture my fashion no but this is this is really good um but back to the starbucks thing i'm so this is another controversial thing i'm not the biggest christian walker fan you know nothing against him personally i guess Same. i'm not his biggest fan but I listened to this episode on the spillover and he made the comment that people say stuff to him about eating at drinking from Starbucks. But the reality is he lives in LA and all of the small coffee shops are even worse because they're owned by, you know, super leftist LA people. So people are telling him you're so evil for drinking at Starbucks, but if he were to go someplace else it'd be even worse. So I think that's another thing just to consider too. And it's to show grace and sympathy and like, um, you know, Another perfect example, if you, um, I'm sure, let me think of, if you think that someone is, okay, they should stop drinking Starbucks, just back to the Starbucks. If you think someone should stop drinking the Starbucks, maybe have that conversation with them and then recommend something. Because that's another thing I think we have problems with, even with like music. Um, and my brother made this comment. Um, people were freaking out over, um, rightfully so, and uh, those are the girls we even did an episode about it, um, when, um, Cardi B had her song, uh, that song about the WAP song, right? So everybody was talking about it. But my brother made a good point. He was like, everybody's talking about it. And I get it. It's not good. It's not right. But like, what alternatives do you have? Do we have, um, no offense to country, but like some people don't like country, but do we have like non-country singers that are have a good beat and, you know, no offense to them that are like actually have good production music videos and I get, you know, money's involved. So it might not be the best quality, but like, do we have something that we can tell, especially kids don't, this has a great beat. Don't listen, even though there's some words in it, don't listen to it, but I have nothing else for you. You just kind of have to sit there and like nod your head to your own songs in your head. A lot of times we don't have alternatives. So like when you do give someone a suggestion, like, Hey, don't shop at Starbucks seven weeks coffee and use the code um oh wait no i don't have a code for that but seven weeks coffee i'm about to say the code (laughs) i don't have a code not yet if you hear this anton um but yeah so like use the like um here's seven weeks coffee i think we just got to be better at like having alternatives 
I agree. So I agree. Sorry, last thing too for Target. Who's going to make the alternative Target? Hello, anyone, anyone out there? Make the alternative Target. Make the alternative Target. We would love it. We would love and support it. Okay, that's it. Okay. <laughs> We're done. We're done talking about <laughs> alternatives. But yeah, um, I wanted to ask you, even though, sorry, this is your podcast. Um, I wanted to ask oh, you um, what... So you said your motivation was you didn't really see anyone um, doing it for high schoolers. What are like two advice or two things that you wish you had heard someone say when you were in high school that you try to implement in your podcast? Right. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know that I've ever, I mean, I've definitely thought of many bullet points, but I don't know that I've ever thought of like the two most important. Um, I think that. Or just two. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say two. I think that okay. <laughs> um, one, one really big thing that I'm, I mean, we're, I, I'm sure you, you think this too, we're, and we're all growing in this as women, is I thought that in high school, I either had to dress extremely immodestly or um, wear, wear bags, like wear baggy clothes. Potato sack because clothes. That's what I, I call them. I see anyone mm-hmm. like, kind, like. I didn't see anyone um, dressing fashionably and modestly. I don't mm-hmm. know that I'd ever really seen that in my life. And so I just, there was a constant struggle in my mind between wearing like, like really just, just raunchy, gross looking outfits and then dressing like a quote unquote church girl. Right. And I think that, I mean, obviously I'm still growing this way and I still, I talk to girls who are still growing in this way, but I think that there is such a beauty to dressing in a feminine way, but also, but that is very stylish and modest. Mm-hmm. And there's just, it, it, it takes a long time and it, you know, you're not always going to be perfect at it, but I don't think that, I think that um, modesty is not something that we should use as modesty. There's, there's really good quotes on this too, and I'm going to completely butcher them, but um, modesty is not dressing like, Modesty should not be, I, I forget, I forget what this quote is, but modesty should not be um, dressing to hide something. It should be waiting to reveal it. So something like that, right? Ooh, I like it's that. Not, it's not so much that we're hiding something that we're ashamed of it. Obviously, we're not ashamed. We should not be ashamed of our bodies. It should be that we're, we're covering enough to basically wait wait to reveal it there's i i totally butchered that there's a good quote about that but i think no but one, one thing that i really would have liked to see is kind of going back to what i said at first um a woman who was living was living an attractive life even in the way that she dressed um because i, I didn't see that i saw a lot of i saw a lot of women at my church really who and not not to diss any of these women but they didn't they didn't look very, they didn't look happy. They didn't look like they took care of themselves. They didn't really mm, wear makeup. Mm-hmm. They maybe didn't wear any jewelry. Mm-hmm. And not that any of those are bad things, but to a young girl, to a 12, 13, 14 year old girl, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to grow up like this, you know? Yeah. And if it's something that you gravitate towards, you want to see people like that. There's some people who don't like fashion, some people who don't like to wear jewelry, some people who don't like to wear, you know, skirts and things like that. Mm -hmm. If that's what you gravitate towards, sure, that's fine. But then for those of us that do, like, it's, it's good to see that because it is possible. I mean, you're a perfect example of it. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, the culture of life ladies, I mean, they always, even if it's not necessarily a culture of life outfit, they're always very stylish. 
Um, right. There's other people I can't think of right now, but there's yeah. other people. No, there are other people, and there are a lot more people recently who are kind of just being open about it and, and sharing mm-hmm. their story and how they got to that place. Because for a lot of us women, there's there's there are years and years of struggle of like what like what am I what am I doing wrong? Like am I am I gonna go go to hell because I wore this? Yeah. Like, can I look ugly wearing this? It's just it's a thing that as women we have a constant battle with daily. Um, but I think going yes. along with that, the second thing that I really wish that I heard of me. Oh, wait, sorry. Two seconds. Can I add something on to oh, what you course. just said? Um, so also too, fashion isn't like a leftist or like a worldly thing to think of. I know that we've posted fashion or like after some sort of award ceremony, we have posted um, the fashion from that episode. And we actually had a lady. Oh, this is so disgusting. You are looking at these Hollywood women and it's like, yeah, that's a cute outfit. I'm going to post it. <laughs> and it's, we don't have to think of fashion and like, um, and it wasn't even like revealing stuff. The, the one, I, one of the dresses was that um, beautiful flower ensemble Lily Reinhardt wore that I cannot get out of my head. I think about that dress all the time. <laughs> and she was like, oh, this is, uh, this is so disgusting. You're posting Hollywood. Uh, and I was like, well, we're posting for the fashion. Well, you can't post anyone else. And I'm like, well, no one else had an award ceremony last night. So it's okay to be into these things and not necessarily support lily reinhardt but that's a cute dress i'm gonna say it's a cute dress exactly we live we live in the world we're meant to be in the world but not of the world we're not amen yes we're not supposed to you know hide our light under a bushel we're not supposed to stay home all day and not do anything we can participate Mm -hmm. in these things and show the beauty because there is beauty in hollywood right there is a lot of Mm -hmm. beauty in hollywood but then we also show what is not necessarily as great so i think that there's just i think that and so going along with this a little bit, what I, what I was going to say before about our podcast episode that we have, I think this all kind of ties together. I, um, the second thing that I would tell high schoolers is um, there's a difference between purity culture, like toxic purity culture and chastity culture. And I think Ooh. that this kind of goes along with um, what? <laughs> Thank you. Good. Like snaps. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I think this goes along with um, the whole modesty thing. I think that um, our parents' generation and kind of it kind of bled into our generation a little bit was taught this like this first of all this narrative that modesty is just you have to kind of look ugly but along with this this purity culture that really was not the greatest so what I mean by purity culture versus talk versus chastity culture is purity culture to me is putting all of the blame, all of the responsibility, everything on the on the girl, on the woman, and saying you have one chance. You have one chance not to mess up. You, If you lose your virginity, there's no going back. You're going to go to hell. Like, it, it's just like the scariest thing in the world. And as a, as a young girl, my, parent, my parents didn't teach it to me this way, but I heard other people who thought of it this way. And that's a very scary thing. And I, I understand that, you know, parents might use this as kind of a fear tactic and like, oh, we don't want our daughters to go out and have sex. And like, I understand that that might have been a, a motive of them, but this is not what we are taught in the Catholic religion. This is not what we are taught in the Christian religion. We're taught forgiveness and we're also taught that it's not all on the woman. So what I mean by that is I think so there's this toxic purity culture and then there's chastity culture which chastity culture is 
more looking at the whole picture, right? There's a, there's a woman and a man in a relationship and they want to build each other up and they want to work to get each other to heaven. And how are they going to do that best? And how are they going to live by God's laws? And, you know, if they make mistakes, how are they going to get up from that? It's just much more of a hopeful, much more of a realistic way of way of looking at things. And I think that there are mm-hmm. so many, I know people personally who made mistakes when they were younger, who think there's no going back. Like they think, mm. okay, you know, they do one wrong thing, especially if they, if they mess up when they're like 14, 15 and they think, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm just going to go out and have sex with whoever I want for the rest of my life because I already lost my virginity. And I think that's just so sad. And I think that we just need to talk about this overarching, um, you know, just healthy chastity culture and not this, this deme- demeaning, purity culture that puts all the responsibility on the woman and basically no responsibility on the man. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Mallory? (laughs) No, that's really good. Um, And I agree. I guess I grew up in purity culture. I did have a purity ring. I still do have it somewhere in my room. I Um, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. As long as there's the the second thing that is like, you're not going to go to hell. Right? You know what I mean? And I... Yeah, and I think, like, everything that ever exists, it's gone too far in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. I think about this. I went to a talk, um, I went to grad school at Regent, and I went to a talk they had about um, just relationships and stuff, and, you know, there were some things said in that talk that I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's the best way to say it, but one thing that they said, uh, this was the cinnamon, I can't remember the exact words, but there's a difference, and this to me is purity culture, what I'm about to say. So purity culture would be like, how far can I go without sinning? Right. So for example, you're dating someone. Okay, well, we know that sex is wrong. So does that mean, you know, boob grabbing, is that wrong too? Right. Whereas like chastity culture is saying like, um, my idea is to honor God. Exactly. Is this action going to honor God? Exactly. Is this action... And um, and we talk about this in the podcast a lot, and this is something I've been thinking about in my life a lot. Is this action going to make me happy or holy? Sometimes happy mm. and holy are the same thing. This mm. podcast, I think for both of us, we're happy, and I think this podcast <laughs> makes makes us holy. Not like we're not like saints or anything, but you know what right, I mean. Like it's right, right. happy and holy. But sometimes the thing that makes you happy, you know, having sexual relations outside of your marriage, does not make you holy. Right. So what is what is going to make you holy? That is more of the mindset you should have. And I think that's um, more of what uh, chastity culture is saying, as opposed to the purity culture that's like, okay, how far can I go? Um, and, and I, I also think about that a lot. Yeah, I also think, you know, and I've, I've talked to so many people about this because when I was, when I was in high school, I was raised, I really do think my parents raised me more with a chastity culture, but I took it very far. Like when I was in high school, I took it, I definitely think I took it to this uh, toxic purity culture level in a way that I couldn't really have conversations with people about this. I would completely just judge them so hard. I didn't really have any, like, I was like, what? Like you, you would do that? Like what? Like I'd never do that, you know, with a guy. I think that chastity culture is in a lot more adult way to look at things too, because yes. It's not saying, well, can I get away with this? You know, can I, can, you know, can I sneak and do this? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, okay, I found the person that I think I'm going to marry, that I want to marry. And like, what are we going to do from here on out that's going to make us, our relationship healthy, that's going to keep our relationship with God healthy? It's just Honor God, a yeah. big picture thing. And the other thing is chastity, chastity, uh, what's the word, overlaps into marriage, right? You're always supposed mm-hmm. to, you're always supposed to be 
chaste and holy. Um, whereas with, with purity, it's just, I don't know. Like I said before, I think that um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit outdated and I think it needs to be outdated. And I think we need to move towards a chastity culture. I agree. I love this conversation. <laughs> and I think it's just, no, seriously, I think the, there's so many extremes because I'm just going to say, I, so I went to Christian school. So mm-hmm. I had the extreme. We had the thing where we were told you don't have to test drive a car. We had the flower thing. Right, so like right. I grew up around all that. Um, but then there's the extreme of, you know, public school not all public schools are like this but this is especially in high school this is how I thought like public schools are so scary like <laughs> people are having sex in the middle of the class like that's you know, what I thought didn't know um I saw the movie 13 was it 13 I think it's 13 with um that girl um what what's her name it's like she goes to this public middle school or something and that. um she like goes crazy. Vanessa Hudgens as a kid is in it. Oh. Anyway, so I saw that. So I'm like, oh my gosh, my friends in public school. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, they're having sex in the middle of the classroom. They're going to get pregnant. Anyway, so um, so you have the over the Christian one with all of the um, with all of the extra purity culture thing, and then you have like public school that is not putting an emphasis on purity. It's just literally putting an emphasis on just make sure you wear a condom, and they're not really giving right. you the extra meat to it. And I think the extra meat to it that is not talked about is um, your value as a woman, because exactly. I really think... I think that if we went into these conversations, I could be wrong, but I really think that if we went to these conversations talking about how like the reality is like Joe over there that has also slept with like two of your other friends, he might be hot, but like he's already slept with two of your other friends. He is not on track to even graduate college within, you know, six years. (laughs) Joe over there really is not worth it. Not in a, like a, I'm a, I'm a better woman, uh-uh, not in that type of way, but in a, like, literally, the Joe over there is not <laughs> worth it. If we talked about, because I I truly think, I can think about the times that I have made mistakes in my life and various things, and I, I, there's been decisions that I have made that I remember thinking, like, well, you know what, like, it just really doesn't matter. I'm not going to be X, Y, and Z anyway. Let me just go down this path. Mm-hmm. And I think if we are, if we're teaching our girls that, they are valuable, that they are, um, that their femininity is important. I think it could be, that could be how we can fix some of this stuff. I think we should, and I definitely, I'm pro teaching abstinence. Um, oh, of course. I think that, of course. And I, I think that's better. I think sometimes, I really do, I'm very pro abstinence. Um, sometimes I think maybe if they taught, um, I don't, I don't even want to say it because like, I know that it's not right. But then I'm also thinking, like, there has to be a way to help kids once they've already made that decision to bring them back out of the decision. I think that's what it is. Like, I want to, because when you, realistically, especially girls, are losing their virginity at, like, 12. And to me, that's so young. I had my first. Right. Before they know know anything. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was gonna say I had my first crush at ten, which I feel I realized that might have been a little late, but I had my first crush at ten, and I can't imagine like having sex at twelve years old. So we have to have something for those girls that are in these talks, um, especially when they get to high school, and especially at church, we have to have something for those girls to explain to them, hey, this has already happened, but you can come back from that. You don't have to keep living that lifestyle. Right. Um, and I think that that's just 
realistically, that's what we need to do. And I think we need to be tailoring things more toward that. Um, we should definitely finish this conversation. Yeah, yeah we're going to. So, yeah, no, because I have a lot to add to this. And I think it all ties back to kind of our value as women. Like all of this mm-hmm. ties back to our value as women. But yes, we're going to finish this conversation in um, another podcast that's going to come out tomorrow on those other girls' channels. So go follow those other girls and you will hear Mallory and I finish this conversation. Yes. See you over there.